Hey folks, have you visited our friends at adamandeve.com yet? Use our special discount code HORROR at checkout for 50% off almost any item, plus a free gift, plus free shipping. Oh my god, that's H-O-R-R-O-R. So before you start the show, head over to adamandeve.com for some sexy discounts. The only thing sexier than sex is discounts. Mmm, discounts. Hello, everyone. Hi, folks. Welcome back. Welcome to episode 15. I think so. Oh my god, it's a five-episode milestone. We've done three rounds of five. Very exciting. It's wild, folks. I'm Sam. And I'm Allie. And we're so happy that you're here with us today for I'm Horrified. Oh my god, we're so thrilled. We're so thrilled that you came back or that you just started that we're, you're anxious, that you're having a good day and we're going to ruin it. Mm, that was, that's my favorite kind of listener. Hi, you guys, and sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Get ready to cry. <laughs> I'm always ready. ready. Cry. What are you going to make us cry with this episode, Sam? This episode, um, I'm going to talk about something that's close to, I think, both of our Massachusetts hearts, mm-hmm. and that's the Kennedy curse. Ooh, that's perfect, because you know what I'm going to talk about? Jelly bracelets. Very similar. Very similar. Honestly, JFK would have had, like, every fucking jelly bracelet. Oh, yeah, because he fucks. He fucks. Or he he did. Ooh, Kennedy right. curse. <laughs> Let's start. <laughs> Bummer. All right. Um, so if you don't know about the Kennedy family, whom are you? But let's talk about them. Uh, the Kennedy family are kind of like an American political dynasty, and they've just had a ton of members that have been senators. One of them was president. One of them was almost president. Uh, one of them's an ambassador, like even right now. So they're just like a dynasty of waspy American yeah. goodness. Or badness. Or badness. You look at it. Depending on their various crimes. And they are famously from Massachusetts. So it's like fun for us to talk about because we passed like the Starbucks that was the apartment that they lived in when JFK was born. Is that is that real? Yeah, that's the one near Government Center. That's with, a Starbucks? Yeah, and it's got the tea kettle on top. Oh my god, that's true. Yeah. I thought that JFK's birthplace was in Brookline or something. I think, like, the hospital was there, but they were living in the apartment that was there. Oh, my God. That's crazy. I think I heard that on a history tour once. Ooh. And I used to work on the Freedom Trail, so I know a lot about Boston history. Knowledgeable. That's a fun fact for you listeners, is that I used to be employed on the Freedom Trail. We're not responsible for the opinions held by them. No. On this pod. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're going to say some terrible things. <laughs> no. Not at all. So, the Kennedy family, they're this huge political dynasty. They were probably at their height um, when JFK was president in the 60s. But even, you know, years and years past that, they've still been so famous. One of them was dating Taylor Swift for a minute. That's how famous we're talking. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Like, the youngest um, Caroline's son was dating Taylor Swift. Oh, right, right, right. For, like, one minute. That's a lot. And also Maria Shriver is a Kennedy. So all the Schwarzenegger yeah, kids is. are Kennedys as she well. Is. Man, the Kennedys. So, with a family this big and established and fancy... There's got to be some shit going on. Naturally. So, there's a lot of talk about a Kennedy curse. And the idea is basically that, like, so much bad shit has happened in this family that they are cursed. And there's something about them where just they're magnets for trouble. Because they're so beautiful. Yeah. But they have to be tragic. And rich and smart. Yeah. Kill them. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, you think about are... how privileged they are and you're like, oh, whatever. Yeah. That's true. That's true. They all live in Brookline, fancy sons of bitches. We're basically looking at Brookline <laughs> to give you to give you some geography. Quite literally across the train tracks Absolutely. is Brookline. Yep. But so there are skeptics, and the skeptics say that in a family this big, it is not unusual for this much crazy shit to have happened. 
But you know what I like to say is these skeptics are boring. They're boring me. Science is fake. And I want to talk about some cursed shit. Yes, get into it. Woo! So, the first generation of Kennedys are the dad is Joseph, the mom is Rose, and they have nine kids. They're Irish Catholic. There's so many of them. There's so many of them. And Joe Sr. is a piece of garbage. Oh, yeah. And I'm ab- and I'm about to tell you just an example Please. of how big a piece of garbage he is. But these nine kids are, like, probably the most famous. Like, when you're thinking about the Kennedys, you're thinking about these nine kids. JFK yeah. is one of these kids. RFK is one of these kids. Ted Kennedy. Right. And, of course, the first, you know, victim of the Kennedy court curse, quote, unquote, Rosemary Kennedy. Rosemary Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Pour so, one out for that poor girl. I know. Pour pour a whole bottle out for yeah. Rosemary Ugh. Kennedy. So Rosemary Kennedy um, was born in Brookline, Massachusetts, in 1918. She was born in 1918. Oh, wow. I know. I don't think about like that how they're that old. I know because they were middle aged in the 60s. Exactly. It's crazy how old they are. Yeah, it really is. And there's one of them that's still fucking alive. Yeah. What is her name? Jean Ann Kennedy. Yeah. Still kicking. Yep. Good for her. Good for Jean. But so, um, Rosemary is born. She's the third child of Joseph and Rose, uh, the elder. And she's the first girl in this nine-person Kennedy generation. Um, but when she was born, the doctor was not immediately available. And the nurse ordered Rose, the mom, to keep her legs closed forcing the baby to stay in the birth canal for two hours until the doctor was available. Jesus Christ. This obviously, obviously, (laughs) (laughs) underscore, obviously, (laughs) resulted in a harmful loss of oxygen. And as Rose began to grow up, her parents noticed she was not reaching developmental milestones the same way that her fucking eight siblings were. Yeah. Um, And at two, she had a hard time sitting up and crawling and learning to walk and feed herself, like things that... All their other kids were able to do it, too. Rose just kind of couldn't do. And they realized that she had some developmental disabilities. Right. So, Joe Sr., um, there is a Joe Jr. that I will get to because something sad happens to him as well. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Joe Sr., the dad of this generation of Kennedys, of course, he's like a senator and all he cares about is like how accomplished and beautiful his kids are and how successful he is. He's like Chris Jenner, but worse. Yeah, he's just like Chris Jenner. So true. But 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 worse. Yeah. Damn. You just made it relevant as hell, Allie. Yeah, we're living it. We are we really are, aren't we? So he sucks and he's basically like, let's not let Rose out in public, mostly. Yeah, they just like lock her in the house, right? Kind of, yeah. So when she's younger, it's kind of less noticeable. Like right. she just seems playful. And it seems like, so before, during this time, um, she's growing up and she has the mental capacity of, they think, like, a 10 to 12-year-old. Right. So that's not that weird when you're 14, 16, 17. Like, she's just kind of shy. She's very playful. It's easier to kind of keep it that it's not noticeable that she is lagging behind her siblings a little bit. Right. With, like, developmental milestones. Yeah. Not that there's any problem with being forthcoming about <laughs> developmental disability or anything like yes. that. But Joe was not cool with it. <laughs> he was not uh, not at all happy about it. Yeah. So, then she is in her 20s, and at that point, they think it was because, like, literally puberty. Right. She starts to get more aggressive. She's more rebellious. She wants to go out. She's sneaking out of the house. And as she's doing these things, like, it is more noticeable to people, like, oh... This girl who is in her 20s is behaving like a 12-year-old. Kennedy's, what's up with that? 
Yeah. And the Kennedys are like, nothing, go back in the house, Rosemary. Nothing's happening. <laughs> it's so sad. And they keep doing that for, like, 30 years. <laughs> well, they keep doing that for a couple more years. Yeah. And then, Joe Senior hears about this great new technology, this amazing new surgery called a lobotomy. Ugh. It's 1941, and he decides the best thing for Rosemary is going to be a lobotomy. Does he inform his wife that he's going to give their uh, oldest daughter a lobotomy? No. No, he fucking doesn't. Not important for my wife to know that I'm doing that. So he brings her to the Wingsdale Psychological and Correctional Facility. Horrifying. Ugh. Um... And there's a doctor who, like, carried out the procedure who later talked about what it entailed. Uh, and I'm just going to read it for you because it's um, sad. So <laughs> so this is the doctor talking about actively what he was doing on her, on, like, Rosemary. Like, not about not here's how one. a lobotomy works. Like, this is what I actively was doing. <laughs> Quote, we went through the top of the skull. I think she was awake. She had a mild tranquilizer. I made a surgical incision in the brain through the skull. It was near the front on both sides. We just made a small incision, no more than an inch. We put an instrument inside. At this point, they asked her to recite the Lord's Prayer and sing God Bless America and count backwards. And he says, quote, we made an estimate on how far to cut based on how she responded. When she began to become incoherent, they stopped. Are you fucking kidding me? Isn't that just cr- So That's she's not awake. medicine. She's awake. They're cutting into her brain. And once she can no longer function, they're like, okay, I guess that's the spot then. That's perfect. Oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? I know. So after this, um, did it fix Rosemary and she was great and perfect? No. Um, she went from having the mental capacity of about a 12-year-old to a 2-year-old. So she couldn't take care of herself anymore. Oh. She became incontinent. Like, she didn't know how to walk anymore. All those things were, like, taken from her when she could have lived, like, a perfectly good and normal life. Had she just had, you know, a dad that cared about her and wanted her to be well. So she is, of course, like, immediately institutionalized because the Kennedys don't want to deal with this. I think someone was campaigning. I think it was Joe Sr. for, like, his senator race. And people were saying, like, oh, like, where's Rose? And they were like, oh, she's just really shy. She's so shy. Her whole life, forever. She's really shy. So it's, like, so sad. Um, It later inspires her sister Eunice to initiate the Special Olympics in 1962. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. This horrifying thing that happens to poor Rosemary, like, Eunice sees it and is like, we have to do something about this. Right. But this was 1941, and this is kind of the first thing that people consider part of the Kennedy curse. I personally like to think that Rosemary just fucking cursed him. Honestly, yeah. Like, since this that, like, is event he number did that fucking to her. one. Yeah, he did that to her, and now. She just put some bad fucking vibes yeah. into the universe, so he had to, like, watch the legacy of his family kind of get fucked yeah. up. Or just karma came back and bit him in the ass. I know. Yeah. But so, she regained the ability to walk, which is great, and she was, you know, cared for in a facility. It seems like once Joe died, her siblings took better care of her and made sure she was in better places and visited her. And she passed away in 2005 of natural causes at age 86, and her living siblings were with her. And she is actually the first child of Joseph and Rose Kennedy to die from natural causes. Yeah. So I I knew that. Yeah. Which is like, which just feels like a fuck you to dad. I'm like, I live the best, like the longest life of any of your fucking perfect kids. Mm -hmm. So I like to think she cursed him. But that's the first kind of... Make your own decisions, listeners. ...recorded incident of Kennedy curses. So now there's a couple ways that I could do this. 
And I'm going to kind of let you choose your own adventure, Allie. Mm, I'm excited. Because there's just so much content here of just fucked up Kennedys. Would you like me to go chronologically, as in just like all the stuff that happened from 1941 on, or I can go by type of horrifying thing? Ooh, that one. That one? All right, cool. There was even a third option. Let's not even fucking go there. Oh my god, no, I have to know what the third option is. The third option was generationally. So, like, all the bad shit that happened to these siblings and then their kids. And then their kids. No, I picked right. I think you did. I really think you did. So let's do this. So here's some types of tragedies, and I'll let you pick whichever one you want to talk about first. Plane crashes. Ooh. Political assassinations. Mm. Vehicular manslaughter. Crimes. And general sad shit. There's more than one for all of these? Yes. Oh my god. (laughs) Absolutely. There's four plane crashes. All right, let's start with that, because I need to know. That's the craziest one to me. Like, that's why I started grouping them this way, is because as I was scrolling through a timeline, I was like, four of them died in plane crashes? Well, I think the other thing is that it's not like they all got on a Southwest flight and then went down. No, they're all, like, weird, flying their own planes, which is, like... Yeah. A weird waspy thing to do that will get you killed really fast. Um, Not that they deserve it, but... No. I just nodded my head a little bit that indicated I might think that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about these plane crashes. Plane crash number one happens August 12th, 1944, and is Joseph P. Kennedy Jr. So the big dad's, um, like, oldest son. He was, like, the golden boy of the Kennedy family. Joe Jr. Joe Jr. He dies when his plane explodes over East Suffolk, England as part of Project Anvil during World War II. So sad. After poor Rosemary, who was lobotomized in 1941, this is the first, like, death of this generation of Kennedys. But it's during a war, right? Yeah, it makes more sense, It makes sense that he unfortunately went down. Fast forward, May 13th, 1948. So four years later. Kathleen, formerly Kennedy, now Cavendish, the Marchioness of Hardington. So oh, her story is so interesting. Oh, really? Yes. I literally just know how she died in a plane oh, crash. Oh, my God. Well, she, like, falls in love with this English person, mm-hmm. and then, like, she, but he's not Catholic, and then his, her mom's like, I'm not going to talk to you. Oh, my God, it's great. If it's the right Kathleen, I think, I think it, it is. is. Yeah. She, her, and she was called Kick, which I love. Kick, yes, Kick Kennedy. Kick Kennedy. Oh, my God. She is, her life is fascinating. So her life is fascinating. Her death, she died in a plane crash over France. Yeah. Which is so sad. She was, like, gonna be reunited with her, like, with her lover, with her husband, who she, like, fought to be Mm -hmm. with. Oh, my God. Maybe I'll do her in a future episode. Kick Kennedy. Yeah. Well, I just love, and I love Kick as a nickname for Kathleen. Like, that's fucking cool. Oh, me too. Right? That sounds like a book series about, like, a cool, like, little girl. It sounds like an American girl doll. Yeah. Kick. Kick. Probably Kit is who we're thinking of. Yeah. Actually, I just realized (laughs) that. Yeah. I don't know if listeners are familiar with American Girl Dolls, but Kit, uh, very popular. So that's plane crash number two. Let's fast forward uh, to June 19th, 1964. U.S. Senator Ted Kennedy, who Mm. is like another brother of JFK, is involved in a plane crash in which one of his aides and the pilot were killed. And Ted is literally pulled from the wreckage by a fellow senator and spent weeks in the hospital recovering from a broken back, a punctured lung, broken ribs, and internal bleeding. So, like, he was meant to die in that plane crash. You know what I mean? Like, the gods were gunning for him on that one. Yeah, you just, if you're near Ted Kennedy, I think you die. It's, yeah, yeah. It's hard. He comes up two more times. And he's beloved in Massachusetts. Yes. home state, so. Absolutely. Um, But so that one. And then another very famous one. So that Ted Kennedy one, like, I actually didn't really know about. No, I didn't know about that either. So much other crazy stuff ends up happening to Ted Kennedy. July 6th, 1999, John F. Kennedy Jr., JFK's son, 
dies when his plane, when the plane he was piloting, which was like a small, beautiful private plane, crashed into the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of Martha's Vineyard due to pilot error and spatial disorientation. Yeah, and that one really upsets me because, like, Jackie was still alive. Yeah. Yeah. And his wife um, and sister-in-law were also on board. I don't know why that's sadder than, like, Rose was alive when all of her other children died, yeah. so it's still sad. But It's still sad no matter what. But Jackie had already been through so much. I know, exactly. That's, I was like, oh, poor Jackie. <laughs> poor Jackie had been through so much. Um, so those are the four plane crashes God. that members of the Kennedy family have been severely injured or killed in. Horrifying. Yep. I don't know anyone who's ever been injured in a plane crash personally. Nope. I don't want to be injured in a plane crash. I want to go out. Like, if, if anything's wrong with my plane, I want it to be five seconds. I don't want it to just and be you're the just end. Done. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. That's, I mean, that's how I feel about everything. You know I want to be uh, patient zero in the zombie apocalypse. Absolutely. And I want to be patient one. Yeah. So, like. I bite you. We're both out. Yeah, exactly. It, it's in this apartment. <laughs> that's the genesis. And then everyone else can, like, try to stay alive. We're over yeah, it. We're done. Our roommate Becky can be number three. Yeah. She'd go with us. I think she'd be fine with that. Becky's a little bit of a survivalist, I think, in her heart. Like, she's stubborn enough that she'd, she'd be like, no, fuck She'd push us down and walk over our corpses. Yeah. yeah, I think so. But good for her. Good for her. All right, so that's plane crashes. Would you like to move on to political assassinations, vehicular manslaughter, crimes, or general said shit? Ooh, the board says crimes. Crimes! So obviously, like, all these people are doing a wild amount of coke. We know that, right? Oh, of course. If your last name's Kennedy, you're doing coke. Probably right now. Oh, absolutely. Even today, you're doing coke. Maria Shriver is coked out of her mind right now. <laughs> Good for her. And can, thank God. Um, but here's just, like, two pretty notable crimes that happened to the Kennedy family. William Kennedy Smith um, is the son of one of the Kennedy daughters. I don't quite remember which. But so he's, like, a nephew to JFK and Ted Kennedy and all them. And he is partying uh, with his Uncle Ted in Palm Beach, Florida. Naturally. He, like, continues on in the evening. Ted is not here for this part, but, like, was definitely doing coke with his nephew earlier in the day. And he is arrested and charged with the rape of a young woman at the Kennedy estate in Palm Beach. Jesus Christ. Um, of course, the trial is, like, a total media frenzy, and Smith is acquitted, and then he's retried, and then he's found guilty, and then he's retried, and he's acquitted again. He probably goes to prison for, like, 15 hours, and then gets let out. I think he, like, pretty much got off scot-free. Of course he did. Which, of course he did, because he's a, a young, I'm sure, handsome Kennedy boy. Yeah. Um, just to uh, kick it up a notch, there's a man named Michael Skagel. And Michael Skagel is, like, a like one degree of separation from the Kennedys. He is the nephew of Ethel Kennedy, who oh, okay. was RFK's wife. So he's not blood relation, but he's related by married. Um, but he bludgeoned his neighbor to death, Martha Moxley, when they were both 15 years old in oh, 1975. Oh, my God. They were both 15? They were both 15, and he bludgeoned her to death. No! And it took until 2002 to, like, convict him. Like, it was, like, a cold case for a long time, and then it was, like, a big thing. Oh, my God. But, like, he was known in the neighborhood as, like, um, like, he would always say, like, oh, I'm, like, a Kennedy. I'm related to the Kennedys. And then he just kind of bludgeoned a woman to death, because when you're a Kennedy, you can do that. Yeah, those personalities seem to match up, actually. Right? Um, and then, just to, like, do a quick segue, let's talk about a crime that's also vehicular manslaughter. Whichever do you mean, Sam? <laughs> Let's talk about the Chappaquiddick incident. Let's talk about it. I and just not saw movie. and not the 2017 film. Yeah, exactly. No, the real thing. It was subpar. Mm, bummer. Because it's an interesting story. Ed Helms had a good Boston accent. That's all I'll say for it. Good for Ed. He did. Yeah. Proud of him. So we're back to my boy Teddy Kennedy. <laughs> this is his big fuck up of all time. Is Ted. this incident? It's June 18th, 1969. Only a few years after, he was nearly killed in that plane crash. Yeah. 
which, you know, that fucks you up, fair enough. But basically, he is partying it up um, in Chappaquiddick with, like, a bunch of his campaign staffers and the beautiful young secretaries who work on camp- his campaign. I think he is actively a senator at this point. Right. And he gets in a car with 28-year-old Mary Jo Kopechny, just at- for a drive, is what he says. Probably they were going to go hook up, is what the truth is. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, like, he won't even be like, oh, we were going to go hook up. He was just like... I think the only thing wrong with that is if I was friends with Mary Jo, I'd be like, don't go anywhere with him because the Kennedys are cursed. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know... Yeah. Well, it's only the 60s. Like, we're not even that sure they're cursed yet. I guess that's true. Although, like, a lot of his brothers have been assassinated, so fair enough. Um, But he is driving um, his car. He is intoxicated. And he just drives off a bridge, um, like, straight into the ocean. Yep. He gets out of the car, swims to shore... Goes home, goes to bed. Mary Jo Kopechny is still in the car. Yep. And it is slowly filling with water. And she dies there. And, like, the the coroner found that if he had immediately gone and gotten help, she absolutely would have survived. Like, she was not dead on impact. The car, it's not like the car filled up in five minutes. Like, there was a hundred percent time to to save her. Right. And he just, like, was not gonna do that. Yeah. And I think he did try, I guess no one knows, but I think the idea is that he did try to save her physically, Mm -hmm. but didn't go get help. Yeah. Like, that is the mistake. Yes. That he made on top of driving while intoxicated. Exactly. So, um, I'm gonna go ahead and say it's his fault. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's his fault. He ultimately pleads guilty to a charge of leaving the scene of an accident causing personal injury. Which, like, it feels like he did a lot more than that. They spelled murder wrong. Yeah. Um, but this is a really interesting incident, um, as interesting as it is horrifying, because he says that that night he wondered, quote, whether some awful curse did actually hang over all the Kennedys. And he is the only Kennedy to ever make a comment about the Kennedy curse. Like, none of the rest of them will touch it with a 10-foot pole. But he's like, I really wonder if we're cursed. <laughs> well, after Ted's, like, almost died in a plane crash and then got into a car accident... Yeah. And then he's doing blow with his nephew and he rapes somebody, like... Uh, to be Ted. <laughs> oh, to I be don't Ted. feel bad for Ted Kennedy, but there you are. Um, the other bit of vehicular trouble is that Joseph P. Kennedy uh, II, who is JFK's nephew, was the driver of a Jeep that crashed and he left his passenger Pam Kelly paralyzed. Jesus Christ. So don't get in a car with a Kennedy. Never. Don't get in a plane with a Kennedy. Don't go to a place with a Kennedy. Don't, don't hook up with them. Don't hook up with a Kennedy. My God. Um... It's almost like I don't need to touch on this, but let's just say out loud that there have been two political assassinations. Yeah, we don't even need to get into the fact. Everyone went to school, right? Wait, like, you guys all know that JFK and RFK were both assassinated. You know that happened. I hope you know when and where. It's wildly crazy that two brothers this happened to. Like, But, so, it's just, it's total craziness. Um, JFK is one of only four U.S. presidents who were assassinated in office. It's only four. It's only I four. Feel like it would be more because I feel like in the in the early times there were <laughs> it was just the gun other, the yeah. gunsling west. It was Lincoln, Garfield, McKinley, and Kennedy. Garfield, which he even is that? <laughs> I know. Who cares about Garfield? Yeah, who even cared enough to shoot him? I know. Good for good for them to even care. Yeah. But so cr- that's crazy sad. Robert F. Kennedy, arguably, like would have been an even better dude and oh president. God. Arguably sadder because like I don't think he was like cheating on his wife. Yeah, and involved with the mob though he might have been. And so when he dies, it's it's very sad. And the guy who shot him is still serving a life sentence uh, in jail, which is just a fun fact. That's interesting. In my brain, this was all like 1,300 years ago. So it's funny to me when it's like, oh, yeah, no, these people are all still, still alive. alive. 
Um, and then just to close out the sad, sad tale with some general sad shit. There's a Kennedy cousin, David Kennedy, who died of a cocaine overdose in Palm Beach. Oh. That was in 84. In 2011, Kara Kennedy dies of a heart attack while she is exercising in Washington, D.C., but she is only 51 years old. Oh, Crazy young. Um, most recently, uh, in 2012, Mary Richardson Kennedy commits suicide on the grounds of her home in Bedford, uh, in New York. Uh, and it's just like... This Sad. poor family can't get out from under it. All of those, though, those last ones seem, they're sad, but they seem almost like the kind of deaths that would happen in a large family. Exactly. And I buy those, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, those things happen in a large family. Yeah. People die young in a large family, unfortunately, just exactly. because there's so many people. Four plane crashes. <laughs> Not everyone. Not everyone. I'll say That's that. That's what Two vehicular manslaughters. A little different. Not in my fam. Not in my That fam. I know of. But so, I mean, it's just horrifying, like, the legacy of this family, even if they weren't cursed, would be so much for a human being to bear, let alone, like, there's probably a part of you that's like, and probably I'll die in a plane crash. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, imagine fucking being, like, a young Kennedy out on the town and people being like, oh, do you want to come in my private jet to Malibu? And you have to be like, (gasps) I don't get in tiny planes. I would rather not. I'll fly commercial and meet you there. Gonna fly Delta everywhere. Yeah, that's mm. what the Kennedy kids probably fucking that's do. That's the real Kennedy curse. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, people Funny. died. Um, but so it's horrifying and it's very weird. Um, and I highly recommend you Google it and just, like, look at the timeline of, like, if there hasn't been one in five years, like, you know another one's coming around oh the bend. It's very Crazy. weird. There's one in, like, every decade. There's We'll link to one. a fun timeline, I'm sure. Hell yeah. The Wikipedia has a really good timeline, actually. Oh, perfect. So just go there. But, so that's, that's my um, bit of Massachusetts culture for you this week, Allie. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I don't love that these things happen, but I love the info. But you, you now have a bit of young people culture for me, that when you told me about this, I genuinely said I didn't think this was real. I have a little bit of mid-2000s culture for you. Absolutely. Early 2000s culture. Give me it. Um, and I still don't even know if it's real. I, I couldn't get the internet to tell me whether or not this was a real thing. Um, today, I'm going to talk about jelly bracelets. Ooh. Ooh. You know what they are, right? Yes, they're kind of. they're they're jelly bracelets. They're jelly bracelets. That's not so, helpful. So <laughs> so yeah, no, it's not. So dear listeners, what these things that I'm referring to are are silicone bracelets that are tiny and circular kind mm-hmm. of um, And you wear like 80 on your wrist at one time. Yeah, you wear like 100 at a time, you stack them. Um so let's bring it back a second. They first started making an appearance in the 1980s and they were made popular by pop stars like Madonna and Cyndi Lauper. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think about that. And then I think about pictures I've seen of them, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess those were jelly bracelets. Yeah, I feel like Madonna had, like, black ones. Yeah, yes, she did, naturally. I'll tell you why. Ooh. Yeah, I think I just assumed that they were birthed into existence when children started trading sexual favors for jewelry. Mm. But I guess I was wrong. Uh, they existed in that 80s pop star capacity for a while, and then they kind of slipped into obscurity for the 90s, mm. I assume. They rested. <laughs> yeah, I th- feel like the 90s kids got into those, like, actual fuzzy wristbands. Oh. Or the ones that you could slap on. Slap wristbands. <laughs> yeah. I'm not horrified. I love um, those. Yeah. But yeah, so, like, the 90s happened and then blammo, it's the 2000s. So, two things happen in the 2000s. Number one, we both get boobs. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, that's not number one. Number one, <laughs> Live Strong bracelets become extraordinarily popular in 2004 and beyond. Do you remember oh Live Strong bracelets? I would love to literally do a whole segment on Live Strong. Oh, yeah, it's true. I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Oh, my God. Um, so, I definitely remember this era, and every single person I knew had one of these. Mm-hmm. Those yellow 
bracelets that said live strong on them. And if you didn't, you were a bad person. Yeah, you were a bad person. You were going to hell if you didn't have a live strong bracelet. Absolutely. So those bracelets were released in, in conjunction with the 2004 Tour de France to support and bring awareness to Lance Armstrong's battle with cancer. So unfortunately, he ended up getting caught in a doping scandal <laughs> years later. So the shine has worn off those very yellow bracelets. Somehow I feel fine with the fact that he cheated because I feel like literally every professional athlete maybe dopes. does that. Yeah. But they do. You know what I mean? Like, they just do. Mm-hmm. And, like, if everyone's doing it, I feel like it's, <laughs> I'm going to be a terrible parent. <laughs> like, if everyone else jumped off a bridge, you probably should too, loser. Um, but, yeah, I'm not here to talk about low strong bracelets. Oh, no. Which were basically, like, armbands. They're not actually jelly bracelets. I'm here to talk about jelly bracelets. The little skinny neon rubber bracelets that you would stack together, as we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And they would complement your Aeropostale sweatshirt mm-hmm. that you wore yep. over your hands. Absolutely. To try to hide all your insecurities. 100%. And the Perfect. two polo shirts and one of the collars was popped and one uh-huh. of them wasn't. Or if you were me, seven tank tops. Hell yeah. Seven camis. Mm. Do you remember camis? Yep. I mean, they still exist, but like, camis were such a big part of my wardrobe. I don't own any now. I'm old enough that I'm going back to camis. So like, I was camis in middle school. Then I was like, I'm an adult, but now I'm so much of an adult that I'm like, well, this level of cleavage isn't appropriate for the office. I better throw on a camisole. You know what? Yes, I feel the same way. (laughs) Because I used to wear camis as shirts. Yes. And my mom was like, you're wearing underwear to school. (laughs) And I was like, don't talk to me. I'm young. Yes. I'm just living my life wearing four pairs of underwear as a shirt. But that's not what we're here to talk about. (laughs) Jelly bracelets, you guys. So no matter um, what I'm going to say from this point forward, they were extremely popular. That's true. They were, they were selling out. They sold them at Hot Topic. They sold them kind of everywhere. So they were very popular, Mm -hmm. if nothing else, at least by the ulti girls of the early 2000s. Oh, so cool. So from like 2003 to 2005, we're talking. So the reason why I'm horrified, or am I, is that in theory, these bracelets were used by depraved teenagers in order to signal what sexual acts they had accomplished in their tween, tween lives. Oh my god. (laughs) So that's how most people know them. In theory, the different colors represented different sexual acts. So I remember some of the colors. I remember... Oh god, I'm so glad. A couple of them, like, what they meant. Like, I remember what black meant, I remember what blue meant. Well, are you gonna tell me what they all meant? Because I don't know. (laughs) You don't know any of them? No. Oh my god. So I genuinely was 100% sure that this was something adults made up to be nervous about. I don't- And the fact that my fellow teens were fucking and wearing bracelets about it, and I had no idea, just reveals to you what a big dweeb I was. Okay, Sam, I don't know (laughs) if that's the case. Okay. I don't- we're not there yet. We oh, can't God. make these. We need more. We need more information. Okay, give me all the info you got. Okay, so well, what I want to do is I'm going to tell you a color, and I want you to quickly guess what you okay. think it is. All right, and I'll tell if you're right right away. So, what do you think yellow is? It's, I'm going from least intense to most okay. intense. Yellow is uh, hand holding. That's close. I thought you were going to say hand job, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> you start high. Um, uh, no, yellow is hugging. Oh, even sexier than hand holding right. hands. So. Purple is the next one. What do you think purple is? Kissing no tongue. It just says kissing. I just remembered it as kissing. Interesting. Kissing. Okay. Uh, I guess Frenching was maybe, like, a different color. Because to me, like... Like Purple with sparkles. (laughs) To me, like, Frenching is first base, which is, like, a whole different... Yes. Yes. Agreed. Then just, like, a peck. Like a mwah. So bypassing that, pink is what do you think? Ooh, a rhyme. Ooh. Um, I mean, my first thought, vagina stuff, but I bet I'm wrong. 
backing <laughs> off there, Sam. <laughs> These are children, Sam. <laughs> okay, well, they're fucking for bracelets. <laughs> well, what do you think pink is? What do I think pink is? Um, a boob. Touching a boob. No. There's no reference to boob touching in here, actually. This, <laughs> is, a faulty, an, this is a faulty list. Clearly. That's an important landmark. I know, that's second. Um, pink is a hickey. Okay. Okay. All right. What do you think red is? Red. Um, what is red? So pink's a hickey, and this is more serious than a hickey. Yeah. But uh, less serious than black, which I hope you understand where I'm getting. Okay. All right. Um, how many more until black? Is red the last red, stop? I'm just going to cover red, blue, and black. Okay. Then I'm going to say um, red is um, an HJ. A what? An HJ? A handjob? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, handjob isn't even on here. This is a bad list. <laughs> this doesn't involve, like, half the things. So red, in theory, is a lap dance? Is that even a, a, a landmark on your sexual journey? Um, I don't... was it in yours? <laughs> no, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I, I think they were more of, like, a thing when you were a teenager and be like, Fair. ooh, like, give that person, like, they're gonna give you a lap dance and it's like, nobody actually knows yeah, what that true. is. That was, like, a popular dare amongst the drama kids. Agree. Yeah, I think that that's true. So in theory, red was a lap dance. Yeah, handjob's not even on here. That doesn't make any sense. Two of the bases aren't on here. This is rigged. Um, okay, so blue and black are left. What do you think? Those All right. Well, I think black is um, penetrative sex. Yes. Correct. So blue, I'm going to say, is a blowjob? Correct. All right. Ding, Maybe ding, ding. I was cooler you know than I thought. You know what? Green isn't on here. So I'm going to guess green is a handjob and then blue is a blowjob. That makes sense. It's my podcast. It can be <laughs> any color I want. Ladies, buy green um, bracelets if you've given a handjob. Please do that. Tweet at us photos <laughs> of your jelly bracelets. Gentlemen, too. Anyone who's given a handjob, buy a green bracelet. Yeah, this is extremely... I'm going to put this down. This is extremely heteronormative, all of this, and oh, all the super. things I'm about to say. Um, and I would want to make it more inclusive, but I don't want this thing to exist. Yeah. So there you go. I really don't know how to unpack that one. I also think white meant you were a virgin. That, that I makes never sense saw to me, white ones like, being sold. Well, <laughs> no virgins. No virgins. Um, and you didn't want to, like, advertise you were a virgin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I found lists online that were, like, so extensive. Like, oh, sparkly orange means, like, I'll blow you, but also pure edit your Spanish essay. Like, those crazy, <laughs> ridiculous ones. Like, going through every obscure sexual act. Like, ridiculous. I can't imagine that half of them are true. I don't want to. So, the, the second part to this bracelets thing was where parents really went wild. And, and that was the idea that there was a game called Snap. That if a boy could snap a girl's bracelet off, or if it broke of its own accord in somebody's presence, then you had to do that with that Interesting. boy. Um, does that sound fun or fair? Nope. Sound like rape? Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you were wearing the white one, you could just, like, give him a thumbs up and be like, still a virgin. Here's a <laughs> high five for you, honey. <laughs> so here's the thing is that... I can't go onto the internet for proof that this happened. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't either. And we'll never know. We need someone at Jezebel.com to really do an in-depth... To do some interviewing. They did something... They did a really interesting story about purity rings from the early 2000s recently. Ooh. I need that woman to look into jelly bracelets for me. I need her to come on our podcast. <laughs> oh my god. I don't even remember her name. Ma'am, if you're listening, get oh over god, here. Oh my god, please. But so yeah, like, I... I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea if this happened. I know I didn't do it. Fair. I'm going to take a wild leap and say that you didn't do it. What do you mean? No, but, I never, <laughs> ever did. But, like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe somebody, somebody did. did. Like, yeah. maybe somebody did. I have no idea. 
So, in 2003, in the heat wave of this tween sexual explosion, the Marion County School District, which is in Florida, mm-hmm. banned jelly bracelets from all of their schools. What a bold move to make, Marion County. I know. What a bold move. So, this helped to propel the jelly bracelet conversation to national prominence. Of course. Thank God. And then... Something else I read about was another supposed sexual game that was making the fake rounds, <laughs> which was the idea of a rainbow party. Sam, do you know what that is? Okay, this one I might know. You know it? Was a rainbow party when you'd go to a party and you'd do the things to get the bracelets. No. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what? This has nothing to do with the bracelets. It doesn't. Well, then. What it's is a rainbow similar party? similar because it's sexual and has to do with children. Fair enough. I actually knew before researching this what this was because okay. I read it in a young adult novel once. Nice. Um, so it's when, in theory, in theory, mm-hmm. <laughs> girls at a party wear all different colored lipsticks and oh, give blowjobs to the guys. It's this thing. And the guy with the most colorful penis at the end of the night is the winner. I would stake my whole life on the idea that that never happened. Who did that? Yeah. Nobody did that. Plus, in order to make it work, we can cut this out. This is going to get a little graphic. This is going to get a little graphic, but I thought the exact same thing. (laughs) You'd have to be at different depths for every woman. Yeah. And so, like, the girl with the red lipstick, it would be just the tip. Yeah. But the girl with the blue lipstick has to full deep throat. (laughs) (laughs) And you see the blue at the end, you're like, look at you go. And then, like, the girl in the middle, like, fucking Violet in the middle is just kind of like, can't move from mid-dick. Yeah. Here I am. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to keep at least some of this in. Sit there. Please cut this whole section. You don't have to, but. Um, I won't. (laughs) I need to be erect the whole time. That's all we're going to say about it. You know what I mean? Like, that's all we we can say about it. Logistically, there'd be a lot that goes into a rainbow party. But do you know what it made me think of? Do you remember the Full House episode where, um, Stephanie goes to a party and she doesn't know it's a makeout party? Oh, I forgot about it! And her friend, she's like, I brought her cheesy and her friend is like, Stephanie, this is a makeout party. (laughs) Like, what if... She, what if the friend was like, Stephanie, this is a rainbow party, and she like puts on orange lipstick and starts blowing someone? <laughs> and Joey's there like, you teens, oh, cut it out. I love the 90s. It'd be amazing. So like, that's it. Like, that's kind of all I have. Cool, I'm um, horrified. Yeah. Well, do you want to know what I'm truly horrified by? Yes. I hate how cagey and desperately frantic suburban parents are around their own kids' sexuality. Yeah. Like, that's the true issue here. Mm-hmm. Nobody's blowing each other with purple lipstick. Mm-hmm. Nobody's trading sex for bracelets. It's probably or the not other happening. way around. It's probably not happening. Mm-hmm. But probably teens of various ages are sexually active, mm-hmm. and that's not like a horrific, insane thing. It's, it's okay. totally natural, and it's obviously going to happen. And I just feel like this is a really good example of, like, kids doing things that naturally come from just being a human being and parents just freaking the fuck out about it. Just, like, totally flipping out about it. Like, do you remember when Beezin was a thing? That was the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard of. Yes, I do remember hearing about it. Okay, listeners, just very quickly, because we're not doing a segment on Beezin, but, like, (laughs) there was this thing going around that, like, kids were getting high by putting... Burt's Bees chapstick on their eyelids. Yeah. Which, how would that work? How does that work? I did try it, um, because I was talking to my friends about it, and I was just like, beezing. Let's try it. Let's give it a shot. Did it work? Were you high? No, my eyes had a bad reaction to it. (laughs) It was nothing. But yeah, so that's, like, it's just parents 
flying off the handle about things because freaking out is easier than talking to your kid and treating them like a whole human being. Yeah, it's like, if you're talking to your kid about jelly bracelets, but not about affirmative consent or... Like, the trust that you have to put in someone that you're trying to be sexual with. Yeah. Or, Let alone protection. Let alone protection. Let alone, like, any of it. Like, if you're instead, like, honey, I noticed you bought this blue lipstick. Are you deep-throating Chad from across the street? (laughs) And she's like, no, but I did maybe want to talk to you about birth control. And you're like, well, I don't have time for that. No. (laughs) Yeah, that's a problem. She was just going for a goth look, and now (laughs) she won't even talk to you. And now she's going to do those rainbow party things in college. That's what happens to these fucking people, Mm -hmm. is that they go to college, and they do every bracelet thing. Absolutely. They wear every bracelet. Hell yeah. Yeah. So. So just talk to your kids about the normal sex stuff you know they're going to do. Yeah. In a nice and happy way. It's like, maybe you're going to give somebody a handjob at some point. How do you feel about that? Do you want to talk about it? Keep some napkins in your car. There's a hot tip for you. Yeah. Make sure everyone's on board. Make yeah. sure he's nice. Yes. If it's weird, don't touch it. Make it's... him take you home. Or call me. Yeah. That's the most important rule a parent can give the kid is, like, if you're in a situation that's not good, call me no Come judgment. home. Yeah. My parents always stuck that rule down hard. Not necessarily about um, me going to sex parties. <laughs> Fair. But I think it was mostly in regards to me drinking. Mm-hmm. Like, they were just like, if you are drunk somewhere, don't get in a car call one of us and we'll take your stupid ass home. Yeah. Um, and we won't be mad. You know what I mean? And I never did anything. I did some stupid things when I was a child and teenager, but I never really like put my life in danger because of that. You know what I mean? Because you knew you had it out. Yes. So you didn't feel like, oh man, I have to do X or Y because I can't tell my parents. Yeah. So maybe if you have a gentle conversation with your children about condom usage, Mm -hmm. they won't go to a rainbow party highlighter sex party yeah did you did you ever wear them did you know about them did you see them in school i think i saw them in school i genuinely had no concept of if they meant anything sexual what that would mean any of it not at the time no really literally no um i wore a lip sock bracelet because my dad was really into the tour de france um oh that's why you went to paris that one time yeah yeah the the reason I have been to France is well, because I'll post of pictures the of that on Twitter. You like at fourteen? Hell yeah! In a Tour de France shirt, driving yeah. a bike. Uh, <laughs> that sh- that picture exists. Um, it might be a hat, but it exists. I'll find it. Got a full brace face. Nice. But yeah, I had no concept. Do you think teens today like use the internet for sex shit? They must, right? They must be like a dumb like. If you win twenty forty eight, you have to give me a hand job trying to work that one through in my head because <laughs> at first I thought you were talking about like sexting and I was like yes that's a pretty prevalent issue and then I was like oh I don't no, know I'm talking about like a game like instead of you have to go to my house and put on green lipstick and like mid throat my dick like if I win words with friends <laughs> yeah. you have to go down on me yeah. uh one can only imagine or like an app that's like a wheel and you spin the wheel and it's like French kiss who would approve that app I mean anyone they'd be like it's for college students It'd be like all those alcohol websites that, like, you go to look up cocktails and it just says, are you 21? And you just have to press yes. And they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's probably like that. I don't know. I feel like everyone's sex life is both weirder and much more boring than, than, you'd we, than our wildest imaginings. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I feel about everybody. And that's probably just true of them in general. Yep. Everyone is wilder and more boring than you think they will be. Ugh. <sighs> This got deep. Wow, you guys. I thought we were just talking about sex bracelets, but <laughs> I was wrong. We got to the core of humanity today. We really did. We always do. We always do. So I think 
that's a perfect note mm-hmm. to just um to say goodbye. You guys tweeted us if you um used jelly bracelets in some kind of sexual context. We'd love a real life person who did this. Oh my god, or any anecdote surrounding any sex jelly bracelet yeah. anecdote. Or Anything. if you're a Kennedy, tweeted us. Oh my god, yeah. Oh my god. Joseph P. Kennedy III, who is, like, a state rep for Massachusetts, tweet me. Oh, yeah, my uh, boyfriend is a reporter. He interviewed him. Oh my god. Tell him not to listen to this podcast. Oh my god, I'll get him fired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's it. Stay horrified. Stay horrified.